Thank you guys for joining us. We are doing our first podcast and we are very excited about it. If you have an upcoming topic that you would like for us to talk about, please shoot us a note and we would love to talk about what is important to you in canine fitness. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that is near and dear to my heart, and that's to talk about seniors. I have two senior dogs. One is 10 and a half and the other is 13. And my 13-year-old is just doing really well. And I just want to make sure that he stays healthy and happy as long as possible. So it's really became a, become a focus for me in my fitness program with my own dogs to not only work with my young, vibrant dog, but also make sure that I'm including my seniors to make sure that they are have functional movement and they can go for hopefully a very, very long time. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about how, if you have a senior dog, how to help them be more fit. We'll talk about some tips. We'll talk about some of the challenges our seniors have and ways that we can help them. And if you don't have a senior dog, maybe you have a younger dog that will become senior soon. Uh, These tips are going to help you hopefully as well and be prepared when your younger dog becomes a senior. Seniors need fitness too. As the dogs get older, they may start slowing down. They may have a reduction of physical activity. It may be a tendency for us just to let them be sedentary, right? Let sleeping dogs lie. That was the old adage, but actually with new information, we know that having our dogs be on a low impact fitness program can greatly improve their quality of life. We want to keep them moving. We don't want them just lying on the sofa. We want to improve proprioception. We want to build muscle mass to protect their aging joints, as well as provide much needed mental stimulation. They have given us so much throughout their life. It's, you know, a way that we could give back to them and make sure they have a, uh, a better quality of life, live a longer and happier life, have mobility, functional movement, to be able to play in the yard with their other dog friends or their other dogs that live in the house, go for a swim, maybe catch a few frisbee rollers, and enjoy their retirement years. So I look at my seniors as they've given me all that they have in their younger years. One was a sport dog, and we did agility, we did barn hunt, and now he's in his senior years. And I want to make sure that we're still having that close bond, that we're still working together towards a goal. And that goal is to make sure that I keep him healthy and happy for the rest of his life. When our dogs are less active, they can lose muscle mass. And that makes their joints work harder. As a dog ages or is less active, loss of muscle mass and function in the absence of disease can occur. And this loss of lean muscle body mass is very common in geriatric and arthritic patients. Sarcopenia refers to the progressive disease decrease in muscle mass and strength that occurs with aging. Sarcopenia results in decreased muscle strength and early fatigue causing reduced 
physical activity, and it just starts a vicious cycle. So we want to end that cycle. They also have a reduction in growth hormones that can cause your dog to process less proteins, which is necessary to build and maintain muscle mass. So if dogs are secondary or sedentary for too long, they can start to have muscle atrophy. And muscle atrophy will generally come on slowly and it will first appear in the hind legs and hips. There is a canine muscle supplement that I've used with my dogs and I'm hearing more and more good stories about it. And there actually is a veterinary, um, there's a, a veterinary, there's one that you can buy over the counter, then there's one that you can get from your vet. And that's the Myos Canine Muscle Supplement. And it's uh, helping our seniors build muscle and it reduces further muscle atrophy uh, when, of course, used in conjunction with the fitness program. But of course, with any supplement, you want to make sure with your vet that you can uh, provide that supplement to your dog and just run it by them. That's it, always a good idea. But that's been a supplement that I've used and I've heard good things about that will help our seniors as they age not lose as much muscle as they can tend to tend to lose as they get older. Strengthening and balance exercises are also an effective way of increasing muscle mass and strength. Senior dogs can experience uh, also reduced proprioception. Proprioception is, if I could give an example, is if you're standing in a room and you hold your hands over your head, you don't necessarily have to see in a mirror where your hands are, you know, that's proprioception. When our senior dogs age, they kind of lose a little bit of that proprioception. So in our program, in our fitness program, we want to include proprioception or body awareness exercises to help them have those proprioceptors firing to the brain so that we can improve their proprioception as much as we can. We also want to improve the cardiovascular system. We, like I said, we want to keep them moving. So we want to do endurance exercises that uh, maintain and improve their aerobic fitness. It is recommended to have a balanced program of both endurance, flexibility, balance, body awareness, and strength exercises performed at least three to four days a week. Beginning a well-balanced endurance and strengthening program for our senior friends is beneficial, not only physically, but also mentally and keeping them mentally stimulated and mentally sharp. As we're going to say throughout this podcast, um, I'll say it many times, I said it many, I'll have it many times in my ebook, before starting a fitness program for your seniors, and for really any of your pets, you always wanna make sure that you check with your veterinarian to make sure that they don't have any underlying physical limitations or they don't have any underlying conditions you weren't aware of, and they can begin a fitness program safely. When is my dog considered senior? And this was something that I saw on the AVMA page, and I was pretty surprised. Generally, cats and small dogs are considered geriatric by the age of seven. 
Larger breeds tend to have shorter lifespans, and they're generally considered geriatric when they're approximately six years of age. I used to think those years of being in my dog, my dog was in their prime. I did not think of that in terms of uh, them becoming seniors. I thought seniors were 10, 11, 12. So your dog technically becomes senior at a much earlier age than I think a lot of people realize. A generally held belief is that one human year equals seven dog years, but that actual calculation is just not that simple. It really depends on the size of your dog. An interesting fact is on that same AVMA page that the oldest dog recorded was 29 years old. And wouldn't it be fabulous if all of our dogs could live to 29 years old? I know that I would be ecstatic uh, to have my best buddy, um, to have them in my life for 29 years would be such a blessing. There are changes when our dogs get older that we need to be mindful of. Older dogs, especially large dogs, are vulnerable to osteoarthritis and other joint diseases. So if you see signs such as difficulty with them sitting or standing, they seem to have stiff or sore joints, they may lick a limb or a joint, they have difficulty climbing, running, of course, any limping would be um, a sure sign that uh, there is an issue. And any subtle changes in, in your dog's behavior can also be a sign. Maybe they're a little bit more mopey or maybe even a little grumpy, but those could all be signs of arthritis or pain that you should be on the lookout for. If you see any of those and they're consistent, you may want to see your vet for a complete exam. Also, when we're talking about seeing your vet, having, having your vet check your dog out, you also want to ensure that your dog is at a proper weight and they have a healthy diet. So that can also be um, an impact on joints if your dog is overweight. That can just be more uh, stress on their joints and make a fitness program a little bit more challenging, you really need to get the weight off before you start a fitness program. And then, of course, if you're seeing any of these signs that we mentioned, um, you know, limping or getting a little stiff or difficulty getting up, your vet can prescribe an anti-inflammatory to help alleviate those pain, that pain. There are joint supplements that your vet can recommend also when you meet with them, uh, including glucosamine. I always butcher that name, uh, omega-3 fatty acids. That'll help alleviate some of the arthritic symptoms and improve joint mobility. I know my dogs are on the, um, those supplements, and I, I feel obviously that it's, it is being helpful for them because they, they are moving um, well and uh, doing well. So I would definitely ask your vet about that. So of course, anytime you add a supplement, uh, check with your vet, make sure that that's the right supplement for your dog. So how can we keep our seniors fit? This is in the heart of it. I'm, I'm happy to 
Now talk about some of the fun stuff. We can't recommend highly enough you start a fitness program for your senior dog. Again, you want to check with your vet, make sure that they are, uh, you know, healthy weight, that they have no underlying conditions. Again, I said I would say this a lot in the podcast, but it's super vital because the dog, the senior dogs span from, now that we've talked about it, from six to seven years old to maybe up to 15, 16, 17. So that's a big span. So when we're putting together fitness programs for seniors, that's why it really, it's, it's hard to like just put together a fitness program in a box because seniors are going to be so different. They're going to range in, a, in um, a, a big span of time. So they can have special conditions. They can have arthritis. They may um, have a little bit of muscle loss. So you really want to make sure that you're working with someone that can really give you a real uh, good one-on-one with your senior dog. But this podcast is going to help give some tips and some exercises that you can get started with as long as it's okay with your vet. One of the things that we encourage is to take baseline photos of your dog. This is true of all of our dogs that go through our program. We think it's a really good idea to take baseline photos so you know how they start. And then you can see improvement as you start your program. But we think it's super important to do this with your senior dogs because it may be the taking the baseline photos may help you see some issues that maybe weren't right, quite apparent to you. We are going to tell you how to do these baseline photos more in depth in our free ebook that we'll have with this podcast. Those that listen to the podcast, we will share how you download our free ebook that is going to be free and it'll be a lot more information, which will be great for your senior dog. But essentially, you want to take photos of your dog in a natural stand or what we call a balance stand. You want to take a photo of them in a sit, both with the camera facing the dog and then with the camera to the side. And also a sphinx down if your dog can perform it. If your dog can't perform these exercises, don't don't force them to be in a sit or a sphinx down, especially our senior dogs. But that might give you information that you can take to your vet to determine if there's some kind of underlying issue or if there's arthritis or maybe they have a knee issue. I know I've had um, a dog with a partial tear and she would sit with her, le- her foot out to the side. So that's why we think taking baseline photos is really, really helpful. You can also, um, uh, for example, take these photos to your vet. So not only are you taking them for yourself, but you can take those to your vet if you see something um, abnormal. For And I'll just give you my example for my older Sheltie. She had actually two knees. By the time she was 14 or 15, she had two knees that had partial tears. She had one when she was much younger, but then we think that the other knee had a partial tear. So she still moved well. She didn't limp, and she would chase my border collies all over the yard, Uh, but her sits would be sloppy. So we didn't do sit-to-stands as an exercise. We would do other exercises instead. 
So again, even if your dog has an underlying condition working with your vet, it doesn't necessarily mean that they can't do a fitness program. They just might point you to some exercises or we can help point you to some exercises that are going to be beneficial for your dog in whatever condition they have. You'll also want to do a baseline gait analysis as well to make sure your dog um, is moving well and you don't see any abnormalities. And we'll also talk about that in the ebook of how you do a baseline gait analysis, as well as look for making sure that your dog is in the ideal range of weight. Again, that's something you can talk to your vet or for a chart of ideal weights. They have one from uh, Purina. You can Google it. It's readily available online. It's called Purina's Canine Body Assessment. And they put uh, all of the, the body weights in kind of a chart with, you know, one through nine, I believe. So uh, you want to, you know, look for making sure that your dog is in that ideal weight. Because I mentioned an over, you know, if you have an overweight dog, one that's in the eight or nine um, obese category, you really want to make sure you get the weight off first, put putting your dog on a good diet, working with your vet or a nutritionist to get some of that weight off before, you know, we run the dog or we start a fitness program that might be a little bit too hard on our joints. So we're now going to talk about a few fitness exercises that can be suitable for a healthy, sound senior dog. And if you find that an exercise is too difficult for your senior dog and they just can't perform it with good form or they can't uh, perform it proficiently, then just move to another exercise that they can do well. Note it in your journal uh, that the dog couldn't do that particular exercise well and then move on to another exercise that may be just a little bit better suited. Think of your exercise program for a senior as not being a full tennis court match where, you know, Wimbledon is on the line. For our seniors, we want to look at it as more pickleball. We want to keep them active. We want to keep it low impact. We want to keep it fun. We want to build muscle. We want to build endurance. But we also want to make sure that we're not overtaxing them. As I mentioned before, you want to incorporate what we call the fundamentals of a fitness program, which includes balance, strengthening, body awareness, mental stimulation, and flexibility. And if you're just starting out and you're new to fitness and you have a senior dog, I would just begin with doing three exercises and see how your dog does. Uh, as I mentioned in our, our free ebook, we talk about several exercises that are good for senior dogs. And I have actually a video that's embedded in the free ebook that I'm uh, some of the exercises that I'm doing with my 13 year old tracker and their recent uh, videos. So you can see a dog that is senior is 13 doing these exercises so that it can be a little bit of an inspiration for you. And then, you know, realizing, you know, seniors move differently. They move my senior moves differently than my young buck, my young dog that's five. And I like to see 
you know, dogs doing exercises that are like my dogs, which I'm hoping you would be the same. So I'm, I'm using these videos as demonstrations, not with my young dog, but I'm with my older dog. And I, you know, I, hopefully it will, it will show you that these are safe exercises that you can do with your senior dog and will be a little bit of an inspiration because I think he, I think he looks pretty good for 13 if I say so myself. One of the exercises that we will show you is, is a really simple one. It's standing in a balance stand and performing weight shifting from side to side. And again, we'll show you more in the ebook, a tutorial, some of the points that you want to watch for when your dog is in a balanced stand. But this is an exercise you can do with any dog, but it's also really good for our senior dogs to stand in a static stand for duration. It's not an easy exercise. Static stands take a lot of energy from a dog. So especially when dogs get older, this can actually be, you know, a hard exercise. So it's not as easy and, and simple as it sounds. You want to watch for, when the dog is in a stand, you want to watch for a straight back for the breed, a neutral head, front limbs straight under the shoulders, and the hocks being straight. Now, some seniors, their hocks will track a little bit forward. So do your best to have them stand in as straight as possible, but don't force it. I like for my dogs to find the balance stand that they are the most comfortable with, especially when I'm taking a baseline photo. I want to know kind of where I'm starting. And we want our dogs to know, um, and we want to know what our dogs look like and then we can see if we can improve it. So how you start this is have some treats in your hand and just reward your dog for standing still in a stand. Again, if you don't have someone helping you uh, to be able to take pictures, then work with a tripod in your iPhone or your um, whatever your smartphone is. Set up a tripod and then put it on video and you can always take still shots if you don't have a buddy to help you. But start the video and then with the cookie to the dog's nose, you can let them lick it. If you have a larger cookie, they can lick it and just have them standing still in a stand. And then once your dog has learned to stand in a balance stand for duration, say, I, and when I say standing in duration, I'm saying no longer than 30 seconds. If your dog is doing that really well and, and they haven't shown you the signs of fatigue, which would be sitting, lying down, panting heavily, uh, walking away from the treat, not interested in the treat, you know, you see visible signs of, of fatigue, then just work on that exercise alone. But if your dog is standing in a balance stand and it's been, you know, fairly easily for them to stay there for, for 30 seconds of a duration, then you want to take your other hand and just gently rock them on the side. So you're just going to put your hand on them and just kind of move them gently side to side. So it's kind of like you're standing in front of somebody and somebody reaches out and they kind of push you a little bit on the on your shoulder and you have to kind of balance yourself 
that's kind of what we're doing here with with our dog. And it's just a gentle push. So you don't want to make it too extreme. You just have a cookie, let them lick or let them have the cookie. And you want to just gently pat them on the side and push them a little bit. And what that does, it gets them to engage their core. This is an isometric exercise. And isometric just means that neither the, uh, the muscles are neither lengthening or shortening, but they are still contracting because the dog is, is using their core to be able to balance. And, and then that's strengthening their core. A strong core is really key for your dog having functional movement. So when we're looking at fitness, uh, using the core, engaging the core, strengthening the core is super, super important, especially as our dogs age. So this is a good exercise to start with. Again, as I mentioned, many don't realize it takes a lot of strength to stand in a static stand. If you've ever talked to a groomer or um, anybody that is a vet tech, being able to have an older dog be able to sit or to be able to stand for grooming. Sometimes they can't stand for the, the time that it takes to groom them because they get tired because it takes a lot of energy. So this is a great exercise to, to start with. And again, if you see signs of fatigue, like not wanting to stand, then just work up to being able to improve that duration to 30 seconds. So for example, if I'm working this with my dog and my dog sits in 15 seconds, I know that that's probably either a sign of fatigue, you know, depending on if they're panting heavily or if they don't really are not interested in the treat, that's going to tell me that it's not a training issue, it's they're tired. So I'm going to end the, the session when I see those signs of fatigue because I don't want to overdo it, especially with a senior dog. I don't want them sore and I want them to have fun. I want our sessions to be fun and I don't want it to be like, oh, you know, this is work. This is like you going and having a long day at work and we, we don't want our dogs to feel that way. So when you see those signs of fatigue, just in the session and then when you come back, maybe two days later, or maybe the next day, if this is just, you know, you've just tried this exercise, maybe try the next day and see if you can get them to stand for duration for 10 seconds successfully. So again, if they're sitting or you seeing signs of fatigue at 15 seconds, then just back that up so that they can be successful, you can reward, and you can slowly then build up strength you can slowly add a few seconds to the duration and work slowly, especially when we're talking about our senior dogs. The next exercise is pickup sticks. This is one of my favorite exercises because it's just so easy and so simple to do with our dogs. And it's really low impact and perfect for seniors. Pickup sticks is also using household equipment. So if you have a broom, if you have a Swiffer, if you have a mop, you're looking for something that just won't roll under the dog's feet. So if you have PVC poles and that's all you have, that's fine, but you want to tape them down. So again, that you're using 
whatever you have at home to make sure that it just can't roll under the dog's feet, especially our senior dogs. And what I do is I just put them in a line and put a cookie in between each pole so that the dog steps over the pole, gets the cookie, steps over the pole, gets the cookie, steps over the pole and gets the cookie. Once they kind of understand the exercise, then you can have the cookie just at the end. So they stride over the pickup sticks and they get the cookie. To further progress it, I use two food bowls. So food bowls, international symbol, there's going to be a cookie in my future. Dogs, it gives them a great visual to focus to and will help them focus forward. We want them focusing forward over the pickup sticks to get the cookie, and we don't want them focusing on your hand. So don't have cookies in your hand. The dog is looking up and trying to walk. They can't see where they're going. So having food bowls, having the cookies low on the ground will help them to focus forward. And this exercise, there's no real spacing requirements in between the the pickup sticks. You can just have them random. You can also move them in a random pattern. You can stack them on top of each other. You can really start to increase the challenge. And that also is a great mental stimulation challenge, especially for a senior dog, where they have to be really mindful where they're stepping their feet. It's also, I think, a great foundation exercise for Cavalettis, which is a good exercise for most senior dogs. Cavalettis, we'll talk about it in the ebook, is a great way to really um, take this exercise to the next level. The last exercise we'll talk about is walking over a large disc. This helps you engage the core, it helps build core strength, and it's very low impact. Now, the disc is one of the large discs. You wouldn't overly inflate it. You wouldn't make it like a dome. If you can inflate it a bunch, it looks like a almost like a basketball. You don't want to inflate it that much. So you want to have it as easily for them to you know, move over it. So not totally underinflated. You want it to have some inflation, obviously, for it to be beneficial. But you always have to look at, you know, your dog, the age of your dog, the skill level of your dog, and make it easy to start with. And then you can add challenge as as you progress it. But having them walk over the balance disc several times will help them improve their core strength. It'll be um, a great balance exercise for them to be able to balance and get that mental stimulation as well as core strength, core strengthening. And it's just a great exercise to do. Uh, When my Sheltie had her FCE, which is basically a stroke of the spine, that was an exercise that I would do with her. And so again, I, I did this exercise with my dogs. I think it's a great low impact exercise and a pretty good one for, for most seniors. Again, you want to make sure that you, you know, check with your vet of what, what exercises are going to be good for your dog. So those are three exercises that were just 
talking about in the podcast. We have more that we've put in our ebook of exercises that we think are pretty good for most seniors that are sound. And we would love to be able to share that ebook with you. We thank you for listening to our podcast. And it's just our gift to you to uh, thank you for listening to us. If you want to share this podcast, we would love that. Uh, for somebody that you know that has a senior dog or someone that is going to have a senior dog. They are seniors before we know it. And the more that we can help them and have a, a great functional movement and a great life, then, you know, that's all the better. So thank you for listening to us. We hope this was helpful. We hope this was educational. And uh, please, shoot us some other topics that you would like to hear about. We would love to talk about all things canine fitness. And hopefully you have enjoyed this first podcast of Coach for Paws. Thank you, guys.